Life Audio. I have had the pleasure of being mentored by older people in the faith that have lived long lives and are leaving behind legacies. But one of the things that we're seeing in Psalm 71 is that there is a sense that as people age, even people that are believers, there is a fear that God will forsake us. And so there's this prayer that even in old age, that God would continue to be present. And I love that because it's a picture of mature faith that doesn't just fall into this trap of insecurity, but instead it leans into what they know and what they've learned about God throughout their lives. And I I pray that you have that example in your life, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit more today after we hear a word from our sponsor. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we're going to be in Psalm 71, which is a little bit longer of a psalm, longer than what we did yesterday. And I want to just remind you that we are about halfway through our psalm study, where we are just going through one psalm a day in an effort to really understand this hymn book and prayer book of Jesus. It was a book that Jesus and the New Testament authors quoted more than any other book in the Old Testament. And so we are getting a good foundation for an understanding of the things that Jesus taught as we are going through this every Monday, you if you sign up for the newsletter at shehears.org, you will get a journaling prompt sent to you that goes through each of these psalms to just help you get it from your head and into your heart. If you are newer to the Hearing Jesus podcast and you would like the old journaling prompts from the first 50, you can find those also at shehears.org on the resources page. And we have the guided psalms journal. It's only $5. You can print it out or you can can use it electronically on your iPad, or you can use it as discussion starter questions. There's there's lots of ways you can use that. But I pray that resource, both of those resources are a blessing to you. So we are in the NIV version, and we are in Psalm 71, and I'm starting with verse 1. It says, In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Rescue me and deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge, to which I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of evil and cruel men. For you have been my hope, O sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. 
I will ever praise you. I have become like a portent to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. For my enemies speak against me. Those who wait to kill me conspire together. They say God has forsaken him. Pursue him and seize him, for no one will rescue him. Be not far from me, O God. Come quickly, O my God, to help me. May my accusers perish in shame. May those who want to harm me be covered with scorn and disgrace. But as for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteousness, of your your salvation all day long, though I know not its measure. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, O sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteousness, yours alone. Since my youth, O God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, O God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. Your righteousness reaches to the skies, O God, you who have done great things. Who, O God, is like you? Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again from the depths of the earth you will bring me up again you will increase my honor and comfort me once more i will praise you with the harp for your faithfulness oh my god i will sing your praise to you with the lyre O holy one of israel my lips will shout for joy when i sing praise to you i whom you have redeemed my tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long for those who wanted to harm me have been put to shame and confusion Psalm 71. Some some scholars will lump Psalm 70 and Psalm 71 together. And part of that is because Psalm 71 has no title. And it could be that they were written together or they're supposed to be viewed as a single unit. And there are some similarities between the two, which makes that a very real possibility. But But the big idea within Psalm 71 is that there will be a season where our strength will kind of ebb and flow, but as we get old, it kind of ebbs more than it flows. And there's the spiritual inclination that we should have to pray that that God will continue to remain faithful, and and we can lean into this constancy that that is in our relationship with God that that we see throughout our lives, and that's really the sign of mature faith. I I have had the privilege of serving under some really good elderly leaders that I've watched, you know, over the last decade or so age gracefully, and um, one of my mentors who is in his mid I don't want to offend him mid to late eighties. Um, he even just last week told me I'm never going to retire. And, and while his energy levels might not be what they used to be, they're still, um, he is still such a powerful example of what I want to be like when I grow up. And I love that. I love that we see that reflected in scripture. I love that we see this mature faith that comes from a lifetime of serving God and, uh, the wisdom that comes from, abiding closely with God for so long. There is also this idea of a legacy of faith where there is this uh, fulfillment of this intention to pray for the next generation and not just impact the next generation, but, but to do it in a way that is lasting for eternity. I mean, making a kingdom impact changes generations and that generational service is is something that I think a lot of us should be longing for. 
this psalm likely was adapted again from the community that was in exile. And so we talked a lot about that over the last couple of days. We've talked about how Israel had been in exile as they were in Babylon awaiting their release from captivity to be able to go home. And David also could have written this at the time of Absalom's rebellion. And many of the scholars or the commentators on this psalm do believe that David is the author of this, even though it's not titled, um, and that it was also coupled with this situation that, that Israel would have um, been participating in, or I guess not participating, but had to deal with. And again, remember, this aspect of the Psalms is so interesting because this is really the songbook or the prayer book of Israel. And all of these Psalms, they were not written necessarily in order. They were just compiled. And so that's why sometimes you might have one that, that is very easy to pinpoint what was going on at the time it was written. And then you have others that it's really a little bit more vague and that's okay. Because just like we, when we go to church on Sunday, we don't necessarily sing worship songs in the order that they were written, right? We sing worship songs based on what our community of faith is experiencing at the moment or what God wants to do or what God lays on the heart of the worship leader. And as the worship leader of Israel, David was very similar in that. And he likely arrange things in terms of what was going on. Maybe it was the feast, uh, a certain feast that was happening, or maybe it was the the running from enemies because of a battle. It's, it's not consecutive. And I think that is one of the confusing things for a lot of people. They think that perhaps the Psalms are consecutive and they're not. So I just wanted to point that out. So as we go through this Psalm, we see that it contains a prayer by an older person who is facing trouble and really needs God, God's help and the rescue from enemies and difficulties. And he has followed God since childhood and he's experienced exceptional trouble in his life. And yet he's maintained his faith in God. And so he's determined to live the rest of his life with the confidence that God will continue to reveal his power and his goodness throughout his life. And that's such a, such a great example. In verse 9, it talks about when I am old. And it's this idea that when our strength is failing and there's these effects of aging that are clearly present, it can be helpful to recall God's guidance and his provision that we've experienced in the past. Because just like we've talked about rehearsing the faithfulness of God, that will remind us to continue to pursue God as our protector, our defender, our helper, our provider, even in the last days of life. And and the last days of life, especially in this time frame when this was written, were some of the most difficult days of their lives simply based on the fact that you know, as they aged, this is an aging population. There was a lot of sickness and illness that they had to deal with that, that was not easily remedied like it is now. I think we're going to take a quick break now. And when we come back, we will dive into the rest of the song. Stay tuned. So the encouragement here is that even in our last days, we can trust God, even to the point of death, we can trust that God will not abandon us. And when we eventually get to this place where death is imminent and, and we pass over onto the other side, we can be confident in knowing that God has readied his angels to bring us to heaven. We read about that in the New Testament in Luke chapter 16. I love that. I love that picture. And I think it brings us comfort in a way that only God can. 
I want to jump down to verse 18. It says, when, even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, O God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. This idea of legacy, a legacy kind of faith is so powerful. And really our hope and our ultimate purpose in this life should be to live in in a way that we know God so well and we could be guided by his spirit in such a way that it is evident to not just us but to those around us that God has been at work in our lives and that he's good and we've been able to see his power and that is such an example I mean there have been times in my life where I've been up against something and I've gone to my mentor and I've said to him like this is what we're dealing with and he has said listen God is faithful and he would share things things that he had been through where it felt impossible at the time and he saw God intervene on his behalf. And that testimony brings such faith to my situation that it makes it a little bit easier for me to get through it because it's not just, we've been talking about these stepping stones. It's not just the stepping stones of my faith and how God has been faithful in my life, but it's a testimony of how God has been faithful in the life of those around us. And I want that at the end of my life. I want my family and those that are around me to say, yes, we have seen God be faithful her life. I love that aspect because what it does is it leads and inspires other people around us. Even people outside of our generation, it leads them to follow Christ. And that legacy that we leave behind, that legacy of faith, it continues to inspire people to follow Christ for, for generations to come. We don't even know fully the impact. We, we will not know the impact that we've made in this lifetime until the other side of heaven. And, and what a day that's going to be where we get to see the people that are in heaven because we were obedient to God's call or we shared what God was doing as a testimony of his goodness. What we see here is the psalmist real desperate desire to not leave this life until he has had a chance to finish the race and to do all that he could possibly do to influence others for God. And that is such a, an attitude of of several of these leaders that I've had the privilege of serving under. Um, I, I aspire to be that way. And I love to be able to see that with the older saints in our, in our church community. And I think that's a powerful way to remember that intergenerational worship and intergenerational churches are so healthy for the church. And, you know, sometimes the trend is to not cater to the maybe like the styles of worship or the preferences of the older generation the younger generation has a tendency to not respect that but yet what we can learn the wisdom that we can learn from the older generation is so so valuable that we have to take that into consideration and so if that means we sing some hymns once in a while that's okay and if it means that we turn the music down a little bit it's okay you know i there needs to be a grace there for each other I love the fact that the psalmist is talking about wanting his life to be a witness for God and that that generational impact is the thing that is on his heart at the end of his life. That's powerful. I want to go through and I want to read this again. And as I do, I just want you to think about your own stage of life and the legacy of faith that that you're leaving behind. And are you leaving a legacy of faith behind? At the end of this lifetime, will there be people around you that can testify and say, yeah, we saw God's goodness in their life. And if not, what can you do to change it? I want you to think about that as I read. Starting back in verse one, in you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. 
Rescue me and deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock and refuge to which I can always go. Give the command to save me for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O God, my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of evil and cruel men. For you have seen... You have been my hope, O sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. I have become like a portent to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. For my enemies speak against me. To those who wait to kill me conspire together. They say God has forsaken him. Pursue him and seize him, for no one will rescue him. Be not far from me, O God. Come quickly, O my God, to help me. May my accusers perish in shame. May those who want to harm me be covered with scorn and disgrace. But as for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteousness, of your salvation all day long, though I know not its measure. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, O sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteousness, yours alone. Since my youth, O God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, O God, till I declare the power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. Your righteousness reaches to the skies, O God. You who have done great things, who, O God, is like you? Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will bring again me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. I will praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing praise to you with the lyre, O holy one of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I whom you have redeemed. My tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long, for those who wanted to harm me have been put to shame and confusion. Father God, we thank you for this legacy of faith that is such a powerful example for us here in Psalm 71. God, may that be the prayer of our hearts as well. May we be convicted to live lives of a legacy of faith that would be a clear testimony to your goodness, to your power, to your faithfulness in our lives, that those around us would look and see that testimony and that they would be encouraged and they would be called and they would be challenged, Lord God. I pray that if we are in a season of examining our lives and examining the legacy that we're leaving behind, that you would help us to get back on track if we've gotten off track, God. I thank you that you are sovereign and that you are a God of second and third and a, and a million chances. But help us not to take that, take advantage of that and take that for granted. But Lord, instead, let it drive us closer to you as we come before you humbly and say, God, help us help us. So Lord, I thank you for this example. I thank you for the godly leaders of um the older saints that are in our church and in our lives. And I pray that you would help us to humbly honor them and respect them and look at them as the example that they are. Lord, I thank you and I praise you in all things. Amen. Hey friend, do you feel like you need a little one-on-one? My goal for the She Hears ministry, the Hearing Jesus podcast, all the resources that we have is to really help you learn how to hear God's voice so that you can be confident in your relationship with him. And if you're struggling to learn how to identify or even overcome the barriers that you have in your life to growth, I want to be able to walk through that with you. Did you know that I'm a Christian life coach? 
Maybe you're struggling with something and you need some objective biblical insight or opinions, or maybe you need to work through something that feels just a little bit too heavy to do on your own. I would love to walk through that with you and land on some practical ways to achieve that goal. And so I have some limited coaching opportunities. If you go to shehears.org, there's a section where you can schedule some one-on-one time with me. I have Mondays and Fridays open right now going into the new year. So I pray that if that is something that you need, that you've been praying about, that it would be an opportunity for you to take advantage of some one-on-one time with me. And again, my heart is really to help you lean into whatever it is that God is calling you to do. I pray that that's a blessing for you. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.